Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm Rick Scotch, your host of the Scotch Parlor podcast, where we capture lifestyles and share stories of inspiring people that bring motivation, knowledge, and entertainment to our community. Life is good. Let's get started. Welcome to Scotch Parlor. I'm your host, Rick Scotch, on the Scotch Parlor podcast. Today I have Mr. Carlos Moren. He is the founder of Scissors and Cloth, which is a thread and needle clothing shop. I want to thank you for your time and your story today, Carlos. I truly appreciate that. But before I pass it on to you so you can give your introduction, let me give everyone a little more background on you and your business. Carlos is originally from Round Rock, Texas, which is near Austin, Texas. He now lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. Carlos is an artist a designer, and a builder. He has been in the clothing business since 2001. His business, Scissors and Cloth, makes a variety of clothing and does really dope swag for bars and restaurants. I specifically love the aprons he makes for bartenders. They're super, super dope. I'm super pumped to have you here, Carlos, to share your story. And with that, I'll pass it on to you to give your intro. Okay. uh, Well, my name is Carlos Maureen. Um, Grew up in Round Rock, Texas. Um, You know, we've been out here... Uh, Union Square, San Francisco, since 2004. Grew up in Round Rock, went from Round Rock to Dallas for fashion school. I spent a few years in Dallas and then uh, moved out here and uh, been here ever since with really no plans to go anywhere else. So, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Um, You know, started Scissors and Cloth 2009 and it's just ever changing, ever evolving, ups and downs. um, But not going anywhere so cool cool so through your clothing history when was your strongest memory that led you into like hey i'm you know i'm an entrepreneur i'm a designer right, what right. what do you you know it really started back when i was in high school you know i didn't have the, the the most fashionable clothing but i did have a sense of style you know i try to rock whatever i was wearing uh with style but um you know as far as going into fashion i remember when i would watch uh I used to watch men's uh, fashion shows on TV, right. and uh, I forget what channel that was or what station that was. It's probably non-existent now, but <laughs> I used to watch men's runway shows on television the entire time thinking that I better turn the station if my father walks in. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. I, you know, we grew, you know, grew up Mexican-American, uh-huh. and, you, know, to, you know, for your father to walk in and see you watching men run, walk down this <laughs> runway uh, probably isn't. Some he wants to see, yeah. but I just had this real interest in uh, in, in clothing and, and fashion and style, and and um, you know at the time I was playing baseball, I was this I guess I was the standout baseball player, uh-huh. and um, you know that really distracted me away from everything else. And then you know after high school, I I, I started getting into um, you know blue collar jobs, um, still uh, you know trying to rock whatever style I could, and then at that point is you know, when I made the jump in, in into fashion. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, it started with, uh, it sounds funny, and I've told this story a million times, but it all started with a dream, actually. I, I used to be this electrician. So right after high school, I went off, like I said, I started uh, I started working as an electrician. I started getting, I got into the construction trade real manly, uh-huh. Uh-huh. real manly type of work. You know, <laughs> Opposite of the, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? My father. So the runway. <laughs> right, right, right. My, you know, my father, my father was proud, you know, steady yeah, yeah, work, yeah. you know, had to get up early. But I didn't like it. Uh, I was horrible at it. You know, okay. uh, electricity. If I couldn't see it, it was like magic. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going, what it was doing. But I know, I know it hurt. You yeah. Know okay. Saying? Yeah. I know. You got to respect the, <laughs> right. the, the the electricity and that. Exactly. So get zapped. <laughs> right. But you know, it's just nothing that I wanted to do. And so, I, I at the time, I was looking for this hobby. I needed a hobby, something to take my mind off of it. Uh-huh. And um, you know, when, I, at this point, I was about maybe twenty four, twenty five. And I was, um, I used to live with my, my twin sister and um, I was taking a nap. It was on a Saturday afternoon. I was taking this nap and uh, cause that's what we do, you know, back in Texas, <laughs> Mexican. And uh, I'm taking this nap and I hear this voice in my head and it says, you need to make clothing for people. Okay. And it was literally a voice. Now I don't hear voices, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I heard this voice. And so um, I remember I just shot right up and I, I stood up and I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. That, that's what I need to do. That's what I'm going to do. And so, you know, my mom had this sewing machine and she would make clothes for us with patterns from like, you know, Walmart. And, and um, I went to her, I went to her house and I said, hey, listen, you know, I think this is what I want to do. You know, can you show me how to sew the basics? So she did. And um, man, after that, man, I just became obsessed. I mean, I started teaching myself patterns, you know, sewing, basic construction. I mean, I would, 
you know, I would go for runs and it's just all I thought about. You know, I'd go back to work and it's just all I thought about. Uh-huh. It's just the possibility of me, you know, designing clothing and actually building, you know, from the ground up, you know, not just buying things off the rack, but actually designing my own pieces and actually wearing them. And then where could that possibly take me? So, you know, the the, the fact that I've, uh, you know, through ups and downs and trials and tribulations and side hustles and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the fact that I've gotten here, I guess, today, literally just living the dream right uh-huh. now. So exactly. it should, now it's just a matter of, of uh, you know, maintaining and pressing on and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. seeing where else it could go. But after that, I, okay, so then around that time, I had these two great friends of mine. Andy Clarno and Steve Highland. Okay. And these guys are now professors on the East Coast, but they had a lot of drive and they had a lot of ambition. And, you know, we were all great friends and they wanted to see me succeed. So even though I was doing construction, their question was, okay, so where do you see yourself going with that? You know, as a supervisor, a foreman, what's your goal? You can't just be, you know, you can't just be this, uh, this electrician. You know, what else you want to do with that? I mean... The sky's not necessarily the limit with that, but when I told them, hey, listen, I had this dream, this is what I want to do, it was, okay, sick. So what are you going to do about that? I was living with Steve at the time in this house. Mm-hmm. We lived in this expensive part of Austin, Texas. Okay. This is old Austin money. <laughs> and Steve's professor had uh, taken off overseas, and he needed somebody to live in his house and watch over his house, and we could live there for free. And so... Steve and I lived there, and um, Steve would come home with a business card from some designer that he met, where he would come home with a little bit of information, and he would hit me up with some tips. I heard about this person doing this. I met this person doing that. Take this business card, call this person, talk to them, see what they're doing, get inspired, hear some connections. I'm leaving it up, you know, go do your thing. Uh-huh. And they were just really pushing me, just always pushing That's me. Awesome. And they just completely wow. believed in me. Yeah. And so um, I'm working as an electrician still, mm-hmm. just hating life. <laughs> Getting up <laughs> at like 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 10 minute breaks. <laughs> <laughs> the hot Texas weather. You oh, know, yeah. And, yeah. Porta potties. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Good description, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm a softie. You know what I'm okay, saying? I okay. mean, look at these hands. You know, I wash dishes by hand. There you, know you go. I ain't trying to pull. They're for needle and thread. Man. You know what I'm saying? They're for needle and thread, not for, not for bending pipe. But I still had to make I still had to make ends meet. And so I had to go out to these job sites and um, you know, I wasn't the fastest worker. You know, I was bending this pipe and you know, for myself. If I'm bending this pipe, you know, it was like artwork to me. So I'm taking my time and I'm creating these like art pieces of, of like metal and steel yeah. and wire, you know. Yeah. And my boss is running around. I was like, you know, Maureen, you've got to hurry it up. You know, you're taking forever. And I'm like, yo, but look at this. <laughs> Doesn't it look cool? Look at these pipes, man. Isn't <laughs> yeah, this shit beautiful? <laughs> and um, so I was the slowest. I, was, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I knew I had to get out of there. And so my friend Steve Hyland comes home and says, so, so Steve, little background, Steve's great. So Steve used to work as a counselor for the YMCA okay, back in Austin. And he worked on the east side of town. Okay. He worked with some schools on the east side of town full with, you know, filled with colored kids, you know, us, us brown, Mexican, uh-huh. black kids, right? Uh-huh. Steve would bring his kids over to the nice part of town, throw them into the pool. And the neighbors would call, all these brown, black kids are in our pool. You know, they can't be in here. And, uh-huh. and we're calling Steve, complaining to Steve. And he's like, hey, it's a public pool, you know. And Steve's calling me. We're laughing about it. I mean, this neighborhood... This neighborhood was so old, Austin. I mean, I couldn't even get the Spanish station. Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) But Steve was a great guy, you know, and uh, still is, both of them. And so one day Steve says, hey, look, man, you got to get out of that job. You got to get out of that electrical work and you got to pursue this fashion. The only way you're going to be able to do it is if you just quit doing, if you just quit that electrical job. Yeah. He said, look, he said, tomorrow's Friday. If you decide to quit, come to the school. We're having a pizza party. We're playing dodgeball. And I said, all right, I'll keep that in mind. Six o'clock, 6.15 came around. I am just not trying to go into work. And so I just said, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. Wow. Okay. Slept in a little longer, of course. And then um, I got up, put on my uh, polyester shorts and my sneakers. <laughs> and 
you know, hit up the uh, school and ate pizza and play dodgeball. Huh? Yeah, played dodgeball <laughs> and you know, beat up on a few little kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just fun. <laughs> no, so we just ate pizza, played dodgeball day, and I was like, yo, I rolled in. And I was like, yo, man, I'm done. You know, that's it. You know, um, I'm gonna do this. He was stoked, of course. Yeah. And uh, after that, I had a little money saved up. After that, I just took off to Dallas. Okay. There was a fashion school there. I took off to Dallas and started, I enrolled in fashion school, the Art Institute of Dallas, and um, you know, started my schooling there. And I uh, did two years uh, in school, three years in Dallas. After that third year, I wanted to pursue more fashion, more schooling. Um, I wanted to go off to Italy. Um, okay. That didn't happen. Instead, I decided it was going to be between New York and San Francisco. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. Uh, I did not, I did not get into a school in New York, and okay. I ended up, uh, you know, the academy out here takes everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a foundation at the end of the day. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's a beautiful city, so I'm yeah. blessed. And I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And the snow is just not for me. So, <laughs> so it all worked out. So I came out here to San Francisco back in 2004, and enrolled into the academy, and um, just been doing it ever since. Um, I was going to school part-time. Uh, I was working full-time, just odd jobs. I was working as a security guard, doing guest services for one of the hotels here in town. Uh-huh. Um, and then I just had some side hustles. Um, I graduated in um, I don't know, 2008. My first job out of um, college was a job tailoring outfits and uniforms for the 2008 Olympic Games for, okay. the, for the athletes. Wow, okay. 2008 Olympic Games. I was not qualified by any means because uh-huh, uh-huh. we were just uh, just doing alterations. And it's, it's a little bit different than building from the ground up. Okay. But, okay. Um, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. But you didn't say no for the opportunity. Did not say no. <laughs> exactly. I made it up as I went. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> but you know what? I was straight up. You know, I got this. I got this. I saw this notice online and I didn't know what it was for. And I had to go down to San Jose for the interview. And they said, you know, do you know what you're here for? I said, I just know that it's some kind of a tailoring gig. I don't know what it's for exactly. And they said, well, it's for the 2008 Olympic Games. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, there's about 700 athletes for this particular uh, go around. And they're going to be reporting here um, to San Jose for all their fittings and their drug tests and getting their IDs and everything. And then from here, they're going to be taken off to um, to the Olympic Games. And... Um, I said, okay, great. I said, um, yeah, I'm still interested. Came home. I returned a week later. I said, look, man, I said, I am not, I am not qualified to do this job, <laughs> but I'm a quick learner yeah. and I have the time. I'm available. So if you'll still have me. And they were just like, yeah, no problem. So, you know, I had a, my one job, my, that one little gig, uh, my first little task was hemming pants and I was able to do them in less than four minutes. I mean, it just became, you know, just, just repetitive, repetitive, because you and, it was so many, of them. Just so many of them. You, know? <laughs> you practice right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we had this cool. whole production line going down, uh-huh. and uh, they, you know, they would cut the pants, they would, you know, uh, take them in, and then I would, I would hem them and uh-huh. pass them on to somebody else, and somebody was doing sleeves, and yeah. So that was my first little gig, but then I came back, and 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 um, you know, I didn't have anything. Okay. Um, the the, the market had. Um, had crashed around, yeah, around that time. December 2008. Yeah. And here I am with this child, uh, married at the time, uh, with a child living in downtown SF. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I got I to gotta make ends meet. You know, yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. So I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive a cab. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... This is before Uber. <laughs> this is before Uber. This is before Uber. So January, February, you know, I started looking into, you know, I needed cash. Yeah. I needed cash daily. Yeah. And I needed to be able to to work my own out. I need I needed to have all the control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got this job, you know, it wasn't hard. So I started driving a cab, but I knew like this isn't where it's gonna stop. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It worked out. You know, we didn't have a family car, so uh, the cab was able to, you know, go get some groceries or yeah. take the kids to school uh-huh. or to preschool or, you know, uh, run errands, things of that sort. And um, and I was making a little bit of money. Again, like you said, this is before Uber and Lyft, so I was making, you know, 250 300 bucks a day. Uh-huh. It, was, it was decent. Yeah. Following around March 2009, you know, the entire time I'm thinking, all right, what am I going to do uh, as far as clothing goes? What am I going to do with my, you know, with this career? 
And that's when I came up with the idea, uh, scissors and cloth. Scissors and cloth started with just shirts. Okay, okay. I was just making dress shirts. And um, I was making them out of my apartment. Well, the whole concept behind scissors and cloth was, you know, I, I really wanted to start making, I really wanted to start creating pieces, not only just from the ground up, but I mean, from the ground up. I mean, I was bringing in clients and I was draping fabric over their torso okay you know i was taking fabric yeah and anybody out there in the fashion industry you know could would know these terms but you know, i was taking fabric and i was draping this fabric over their torso and i was pinning fabric to like an undershirt that they were wearing and i was taking wax and i was marking all the side seams and the shoulder seams and the armhole you know the hem uh-huh. making all the markings and then i'm cutting away fabric yeah unnecessary <laughs> fabric trimming it up and in the end at the end of that session, I had this fabric mold uh-huh. of what their upper torso looked like. So then I would take that fabric, I would lay it down on a table on top of pattern paper. I would take my tracing wheel, and then I would trace all those lines that I created. I would trace all those lines, the shoulder, the armhole, the, the, the side seam, the hem, the front. And I would start adding seam allowances. And um, I would create the same thing with the back based on... The measurement of the armhole, I would create the sleeve based on the sleeve, the length of their arm. I would I would develop that out, uh, the under collars, everything else. Once I had all those pieces, <clears throat> from there I would create a sample. Okay. Sure. And um, the client would come back. We would try on this sample. And every time it didn't fit perfect. You know, there was always some kind of a change. Whether uh-huh. it needed to be longer, let out, or taken in. But we would do this fitting. Go back to the drawing board, um, change up that pattern, and create a second sample if needed, or we would create the final piece with the fabrics of their choosing. Okay. Um, and then just add any details that they want. Yeah. 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 But, you know, these pieces started just from, you know, scrap fabric. That's cool. You know, I mean, I was, like Some... I said, just draping these guys and drawing out the lines. I mean, I wanted to get a perfect fit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just, I wasn't taking measurements off of their body and then plugging them into some, you know, template and yeah, ordering is, something from somewhere, you know. Truly custom. Yeah. I just wanted to do something truly, truly custom. And, you know, through this process, I mean, there was a lot that went into it. You know, you know, there was, you know, the fitting uh, aspect of it. There was some measurements taken. There was draping, which is an art that doesn't get um, you know, utilized a whole lot. And then there was pattern making involved. So and then after all that was done was was creating the final piece. So, uh-huh, I uh-huh. mean, just through this process, I mean, I'm learning everything. Step. Yeah. You wow. Know, every everything from you know, that initial folded piece of fabric to the final piece. That's cool. And so, um, and it taught me, you know, I mean, of course, uh, along with that and YouTube and books, and uh-huh, uh-huh. it just taught me, I guess, everything I needed to know about. And then so after that, um, you know, I needed to refine the process a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, it just really, I learned a lot through that process than I did Really, in school, so, you know? and more the hands-on experience. Exactly. That actually so, well, actually, so where did the name come from? You know, uh, <laughs> I was typically names can take years. To come yeah, up, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And on this one particular day, I'm actually looking for a name, and uh-huh. so I'm just—I think I'm flipping through websites or just on Google search, plugging in. I knew I wanted it to be something and something. Uh huh. This and that. And then I, I don't know, I, I, I read, I was reading this paragraph. This, I think it was like an instructional website, uh-huh. and it said through the use of scissors and cloth. And I thought to myself, that's it. That's cool. But it's got to be the ampersand sign. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. Not the A and D. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's always funny. Like I think all great names come at the most random or the, random, but the most simplistic way. Yeah. Because you'll sit there and put. All these names, names, names. Oh no, no! And then you just read a paragraph, and you're like, "Yeah." But I guess it's like you get your mind tuned in, and then you, when you see it, you just know it. And it yeah, it's, it's it just and incredible. it just fell off the tongue yeah. so well. Yeah. And I mean, I was fortunate that you know I I created that name in just a couple months of this whole concept. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. <laughs> Before cool, cool. I never really had you know I've been I've been doing clothing since you know when I had this vision and, and yeah I didn't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Have a name then okay okay so you talked about your process complete process and then what about um okay your favorite pieces like pieces that you've that stand out to you that you've done you know one of 
I like to say that they're all my favorite pieces. Uh, uh, I, I like to think that every piece that I come up with is my last favorite piece. But I think my favorite piece up to this point, it's got to be the leather apron that I created for Kevin Dietrich of Pacific Cocktail Haven. Okay, okay, okay. Told you the aprons are sick. That whole that's a whole other story of how you know I started with Chloe, but you know, bar and restaurant swipe, yeah. that's a whole other story. But I mean this apron, I mean, it was a gift for Kevin. Kevin's uh-huh. one of my biggest clients. And it was a gift for Kevin. He wanted uh he typically wears just waist aprons and he wore one of my Campari aprons on television one day and he realized it was a bib apron and realized hey like i love the bib apron too i need a bib apron i was like yo let me just gift you this apron i've got let's do a leather one but it took six to eight months to produce wow and the reason why is just i just i couldn't there was a lot of um I i was scared of it actually okay okay but how can i say this it was gonna be a special apron I don't, at the same time, I don't draw out my designs. So I I, I didn't sit down and I, I didn't draw it out. Like if you came to my place, you wouldn't find a wall full of drawings okay. or illustrations. I don't draw anything out. I create it all in my head. And then and, and I design it all in my head. I build it all in my head. And then when I'm ready, it's like hopscotch, you know, or not hopscotch, sorry, double dutch. Like, you know, <laughs> you, when you're ready, you get in there. Uh-huh. And so... For a couple months, I just ran through this process. I just designed this piece in my head, and I knew that I wanted it to be minimal. I knew that I wanted it to be innovative, uh-huh. tailored. I wanted it to be as few steps as possible, but with the less amount of operations, it needed to be two times, three times as dope. Okay. How was I going to do that? Uh-huh. And so... You know, I use a lot of lasers for a lot of my engraving. And so, you know, the entire time I'm designing this piece in my head and I'll do, you know, I'll I'll hit up the laser and and I'll I'll cut out a piece because it was also laser cut. And um, I'll I'll do the bottom piece. And uh, I mean, the bottom piece, I mean, it, it, so this, the pockets, I love this piece. (laughs) <laughs> I'm about to post it up on Instagram again. All right, all right, cool, cool. But I wanted, I wanted it to be clean. Uh-huh. I wanted it to be super clean. And in order to do that, I decided to place the pockets on the inside of the apron. I got a pair of jeans, you know, when you yeah. put your hands inside your pockets, you don't see the pocket bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had never done that before. That took me the longest. Because leather is expensive, uh-huh, and uh-huh. if you put one hole, you know, if you put a hole in the leather, I mean, it's it, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna stitch something down or or, or cut something, it's it's got to be you got one chance, and that's it, huh. you know. Uh-huh. Um, but especially with this type of leather, it was it was um, being discontinued, so I only had X amount of leather, and so um, but this anyway, so this leather, so this apron, it's got. Uh, pockets internal pockets on the inside parts of it are overlapped and top stitched down the waist uh, line is is tailored you know to the natural curve of his waistline and you know the way the piece is designed it's connected up at the top um, through some clasp crosses around the back and then around the lower back and then buckled in the front just like a belt just like when okay. you put your jeans on and you buckle your belt yeah that's how this apron is fastened and, and and put on. Well, that belt needs to stay up. So typically in, on all of my aprons, there are belt loops. I, I, I create these external belt loops, like belt loops, and then I'll stitch them on there. Uh-huh. But here's where I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about when I when I refer to when I talk about as as less moves as possible. Instead of creating an external belt loop and top stitching that on or riveting that on, I decided, well, I'm just going to cut two slices into the leather. Okay. The length of a belt loop, and when he puts it on, he's going to be able to stick his fingers through each slice. Like he'll, his finger will be able to go through one slice and then out the other, and that'll be where his belt goes in. Hmm. So there's two of these belt loops that are cut into the leather, one on each side of his hip. When he brings it around, he just slips it through in and out of the leather, and then he buckles it in the front. 
So now we have this apron pocket where when you look at it, it's just two slices where his hands can go in. But on the underside is where the pocket bag is at. Yeah. Now we also have these two belt loops, quote unquote belt loops. Now it's even cleaner because they're just two slices. They're not these two external pieces that are attached. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it's connected to the bot to the, it's connected to the uh, top apron panel um, and um, where you know the PCH logo is uh, engraved um, and embossed with with gold with a gold inlay. Oh, cool. So I mean, you know, this entire piece it took six six eight months. I mean, I, I, I it took me probably a month or two just to contemplate the pockets. Wow. So this is the artist in you. This is the, the, the creative, was, like, you know what I mean? Like, this, like it's one thing being as a designer, the entrepreneur, but like, this is the, the, that this is your, I mean, this is your piece of yeah. art and that's, that's, and you see it. Like, that's awesome. The way you described that. I mean, this is like a beautiful, I mean, it's a, the, <clears throat> the apron's dope, but if we had to put it without the word dope, it's a beautiful, I mean, it's a beautiful piece of art. Thank you know you. what I mean? I mean, in the end, he absolutely loved it. I mean, I was, I was terrified of these pockets. Uh-huh. I was talking to a friend of mine. She's back in New York and I said, "I am terrified of these apron of these of these pockets. My biggest my biggest obstacle today is I have to stitch these pockets down." Uh-huh. uh-huh. I have to stitch these pockets down. It's my biggest obstacle. And if I screw it up, it's I'm like I'm looking at it and I'm playing it through my head. And I'm imagining myself and I'm visualizing myself stitching this down. And I'm, you know, they say, you know, what, check twice, cut once. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm ima- visualizing this entire process a million times over and over <laughs> and over again. Finally, I was able to just I just I just had to do it. Yeah. You know, I had to get it out, I had to get it out the door too. Yeah, like, yeah. He was taking off. He was, <laughs> so that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing. Uh, I mean, he was taking off to Vegas. I had to get it out the door too. Um, so I just, you know what? I said, Shh, you know, I, I got to do it. So, yeah. got it done. Presented it to him. I mean, it was ah oh, beautiful. Yeah, I gotta say, cool man, perfect. That's awesome. That's all awesome. the lines. I mean, the silhouette. That's the other thing. Is like all the lines and the shapes. They all have to make sense. Like, what does this line mean? This angle. Yeah. You know, how can I explain this decision to cut? Why you, you know the, the pockets? This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Every yeah. single square inch of that apron and all of my pieces. There's a reason behind it. That's cool. That's really so, cool. So then, so at uh, Susan College, so you do George menswear fashion. Yeah, side, I mean, and then and then you can talk about the um, the swag, the bar swag okay. as a, as another. Yeah, I um, you know, I started well, I started doing men, I started doing women's wear. Okay, um, but I can't relate to women. I don't know what they want to wear. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there yeah, was yeah, a yeah. menswear program opening up at the school, and so I was like, you know, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check out men's. Got yeah. into the men's. Yeah. So yeah, Citizens Club started with just just men's clothing. Okay. Okay. But with, through the demand of you know all of these bars and restaurants and these hotels, everybody either opening up or they're renovating and they're 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 they're, they're you know rebranding. Um, I mean, everybody. A lot of people are. They want to create some kind of a clothing brand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing yeah, your yeah. logo on there. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's every, the, the market is saturated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are you gonna, you know? So what are you gonna do in order to stay alive? Um, again, Kevin had opened up this bar called BDK, uh, in the which is now the Hotel Market Five Hundred One. Okay. So you know, like I said, I started with men's. I was making a little bit of money, but it just wasn't enough to support a family uh-huh. uh, or a lifestyle in SF. Yeah. Kevin opens up this this restaurant. He needs, he's got all these followers, people that follow him all over the city. Uh-huh. Uh, he needed two hundred napkins embroidered. At the time, I was embroidering my scissors logo onto hats, and people okay. uh, people were buying these hats. Okay, and I think people just thought that I did embroidery. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't really know the first thing about embroidery, but <laughs> I have. I I'm learning a lot more now, yeah. but I definitely have embroiderers at my fingertips. Yeah. So he says, "Hey, I need two hundred of my closest followers. I need their initials embroidered onto napkins." Wow. Uh-huh. I said, okay, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had all of these napkins, uh, had all these napkins embroidered, you know, delivered them. Uh, at that Around that time, Negroni week is starting. Campari comes through. Where did you get these napkins? 
scissors and cloth and uh, embroidered them all. Uh-huh. Um, then Campari comes through. I need, you know, SF Negroni week. I need SF NW uh, embroidered so, onto, yeah. okay. you know, 300 napkins. Okay, no problem. 300 napkins come in, 300 napkins go out. BDK shuts down. Kevin opens up. Um, at the time, it's turnkey. Now it's PCH. Um, they just got Best Bar 2018. Kevin opens up PCH. He said, okay. He said, I need more napkins. Uh-huh. So at the time, I'm still trying to do clothing. Okay, right? okay, okay. He says, okay, I need more napkins. <clears throat> I also need aprons. I need leather menus. I need leather coasters. I need hats with my logo. I need whatever else he needed. Yeah. But he definitely needed aprons stat. And I said to myself, I was thinking to myself, I don't know the first thing about making an apron. Uh-huh. I've never made an apron in my life. <laughs> but if I can make a, if I can make a dress shirt, uh-huh. I can make an apron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to yeah, be yeah, simple. Right. It's only one. It's only one side. There's no sleeves. There's no sleeves. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no neck hole. Yeah. Ain't no under collars. I gotta worry yeah. about that. It should be easy. Yeah. So uh, I said, yeah, man, no problem. So um, I made his first round of uh, PCH aprons, and then we decided to make a second round. So every time he got a new bartender, he would send them to me, and so uh-huh. he still does to this day. And so once I started, once I created the aprons for him, then it was, I need leather coasters mm-hmm. for my drinks. And and I was like, well, I don't really know the first thing about leather coasters, but let me see what I can do. Yeah. <clears throat> I partnered up with this other cat here in the city and him and I created the first round for Kevin. And then after that, I realized, you know, I really, I should really start le- teaching myself leather. Okay. If this is how it's going to be. Yeah. 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 So then... We needed, he needed leather menus. Okay, great. Uh, he gave me a leather menu. This is exactly what I want to do right here. Okay, well, let me, let's see what we can do. So we created him 100 leather menus. So with all of this swag, you know, the aprons and the leather menus and the hats, I mean, all with all of the swag that's sitting in his bar, um, again, he has these followers. Jack Daniels would come in. Highland Park would come in. Uh-huh, Campari okay. would come back again. Uh-huh. Florida Kanye will come in. Uh, oh, well, and then yeah. there's just individual clients. You know, uh-huh, people uh-huh. are coming in. Who makes your aprons? Where'd you get your hats done? And then, of course, I'm posting them up on Instagram. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who's doing this? Who's doing that? And it's all just coming back. Scissors and Cloth is doing it all. Well, now clothing is just something that <laughs> I just don't need to do anymore. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, I was still doing it. I just, the amount of business that came from the bar swag, uh, bar and restaurant swag was just phenomenal. Um, you know, I think 2016, 2017, I mean, 99.9% of my work was just all for bars, restaurants, and hotels. And at that time, it was kind of that second boom where people were, you know, there's another influx of money coming in. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, St. Francis Drake was calling me, you know, they're like, hey, listen, the Starlight Room, right now we get nothing but old people. You know, we need to bring uh-huh. in some younger cats with money and how are we okay. going to do this? You know, we want to go more modern. And I'm like, all right, this is what we should do. We should do that. We should do this, that, and the other. Okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, even cats like the St. Francis Drake are, are, are trying to, you know, modernize and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and bring yeah. in that young money. Yeah, yeah. And it all makes sense. And so everybody was doing it. So, you know, it was great. I mean, you know, like a lot of fashion designers, you know, they want to maybe get a hundred jackets uh, produced with their logo on it. Uh-huh. And if a hundred jackets don't sell, then they're having to have sales and clearances and markdowns and all this, you know, when Highland Park comes in and wants 500 hats, you know, they're paying 500, they're paying up front for 500 hats, 500 hats come in, 500 hats go out. Yeah. So I'm not sitting on inventory. Their yeah. logo is on the front, but my logo is still on there on the back somewhere. Yeah. Okay. You know okay. So, you know, Florida Kanye, 300 hats come in, 300 hats go out. The Battery Club, you know, 70 shirts, polos come in, 70 shirts yeah. go out. You know, and, and it's just, I was able to make a living just on bar and restaurant swag cool. and didn't have any inventory, you know, I had this um, tailoring shop on Geary where I was producing everything when it came to clothing. I mean, these machines just sat empty now, you know, Uh Um, because I'm also getting into leather goods and everything else. Um, And these machines actually weren't cut out for it. Um, I ended up closing up that shop. I mean, I was trying to refine the business. I ended up getting a retail shop for a couple for a couple years. I had this retail shop and this tailoring shop at the same time. Uh I thought I was going to use this retail shop for for clothing, I thought I was going to do these entire yeah. collections, you know. But like I said, at that time, you know, I was just doing bar and restaurants. So like I said, I never sat on inventory. That's cool. That's cool. And that space, I used it for pop-ups, 
but I never used it for my own brand. And See, eventually I just got rid of it. Well, what do you think your um, your one strength that has kept you successful? I mean, I kind of from just listening to you, I can kind of see what I think you might be. But what is yours? Man, one I, of just, your I just don't give up, man. I can't give up. Uh, you know, it's all about perseverance. I think it's it's just. I think about I can quit, but what am I going to do? I don't have any other skills. You know. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And in the end, I'm always going to think about a way to get back in. Yeah. So I just, you know, we've 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 come, you know, we've there've been a lot of, we've, we've had a lot of changes in the last couple of years and I mean it's easy to give up and quit, but I think you know, one of my biggest strengths is just, is just that, you know? I mean, I see Citizen Cloth has so much potential and I mean, I believe in myself a million percent, that's awesome. you know? And so Citizen Cloth might slow down it might speed up, but it's just never going to go anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, it's just going to get bigger and better. And that see this, and that's what's so cool about that. I love asking that is because that's you can you can at the end of the day identify your own your your strength, right? What I was going to say just from talking to you is you see opportunity. Like oh, you, yeah. you when you you when you ta- it goes back to what you just said. You're not giving up your you know your your idea of where you originally started with Scissor Club, but it's evolved, mm-hmm. and now you this bar swag. You probably weren't even thinking you were going no. that and then but you you were like you know what I want to take this opportunity, and that's still a pretty cool gig. I mean like you're doing some yeah. cool, with some big names. I mean that that is like that is dope. Or even yeah, someone that wants to start a business. What piece of advice? Something. That you can give without um obviously you would want to hear what their business is about but what what's a piece of advice that you would give them i think it all and i've had people ask me this question again i think it all depends on the business i can only speak from a clothing yeah art standpoint i mean if you want to start some kind of an art business some kind of clothing business some kind of swag business here in the city man you got to find a niche okay you know what i'm saying yeah that's what i was able to create was this niche and that's how i was able that's how i was able to stay strong you really got to create a niche you gotta have a design philosophy. Um, it's gonna change, but it's always gonna change for the better. And I think really, you just have to have a niche, man, because everybody out there, like I said, in fashion is doing the same thing. And yeah, sure, we all have our own style and our own design aesthetic, but you know, in the end, is it gonna be enough to maintain your life and your lifestyle? And, you know, you got to put food on the table. You got kids, you know, you got a family to support. Yeah. So, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with other people that believe in you. Mm -hmm. Always say yes. Don't take no for an answer. And, I mean, get those side gigs. Hustle. Yeah. And just don't give up. But definitely find a niche. Find something that nobody else is doing and be the best at it. You know, personality also goes a long way. Yeah. You know, personality goes a very long way. I mean, you can, I mean, we're fortunate enough to live in the Bay Area, San Francisco, right? I live downtown Union Square. I've been there for 15 years. Uh You know, Fernet Bronca can call me from two blocks away. Yo, what's up, Los? I need to get some embroidery done. I'm collaborating with this other brand. Can you help me out? I'm two blocks away. Man, I can give you 15 minutes, dog. Come through. We can sit at my kitchen table and we can talk about what we're going to do, what we're going to create together. You Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. the fact that these cats can sit at my table and we can have a drink together and shoot the shit and, and, you know, it's, it's everything. Yeah. You know, because if you screw up, I mean, these guys, they can go online if they want. Order something out of, you know, some flyover state, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully get it in and, and, you know, you're not ever going to create any kind of a relationship with those people. Yeah. People in the SF, they want pieces that are, you know, SF made. But most importantly, they want they want they want a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe not all of them, but it's definitely an added bonus. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. You go back to your boss, you know, and say, "I sat with this cat, you know, Uber, right? I sat with this guy, you know, in this coffee house, and this is what he can do for us. He just lives a few blocks from here. Yeah, you know." And then it's a big pat on the back for you. Yeah, you for find sure. This guy, you know, so I mean, you can if you've if you've got that personality, and you've created that you know friendship that 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 personalized level of, of service, you can screw up once, twice, three times. But if you got that personality, they're going to keep coming back. Yeah, you know, if you go online order something from some you know some company, you know, that's it. One time, yeah. that's it. You, you get one one shot, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. 
So, you know, you're looking to start you're looking to start a business here in the Bay Area, you know, have a great personality, find a niche within that niche and and be the best at it. So that's, that's like um with Ken Davis last podcast, he said he said it's as simple like do good work and be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly, I mean, that's kind of like what you said. Personal, I mean, that's exactly what you just said. Do good work be, and, yeah. uh, and have a good personality. It, it, it goes, and like, it's that simple. It goes, it doesn't matter yeah. what you're creating. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, doing. Yeah. You know, it goes a long way. People just want to, people just want to hang out with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what do you do? Shit, I'll, 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 I'll take some of that. Yeah. That's you cool. Know? So then what, um, so WidWid, the acronym, why I do what I do? What's your inspirational? And, behind what you do you know i i was a consumer i'm still a consumer when it comes to clothing you know i it, it, it's pretty simple i mean i i would go out there and i would look for certain pieces particular pieces um and i just wouldn't find it you know i i i in the end i come back and i just i create that piece that i want you mm -hmm. know and so i want to be able to i'd like to be able to say that Innovative pieces, um, the ability to be able to create innovative pieces is uh, why I do what I do. I want for people people to walk into my shop and say, yo, I've never seen this piece before. And I've had a couple cats walk in and say, you know, I've been here for 45 minutes. I've seen two pieces in your shop that I've never seen before. And so, you know, that is why I do what I do, uh -huh. you know, because uh, then it tells me that maybe I'm doing something right, you know. And so, um, you know, there's this need for uh, clothing that is, and I know you've heard of it, it's, 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 you know, casual clothing combined with formal clothing. And everybody tries to put out these pieces that are, you know, you can wear to work. Yeah. Um, and then you can wear straight to happy hour, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, Levi's tries to do it and all these other big brands. And I sat in their offices and they were telling me, you know, this is what we're trying to do. And the entire time I'm thinking, you know, man, like I'm doing that already. Uh -huh, uh -huh, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And so... You know, I could have had these opportunities, I guess, to work with some of these bigger brands. But honestly, like, I just wanted to come back to my own shop and just create these pieces, you know, that uh, that fit that style exactly. So the want to create pieces that nobody has ever seen is why I do what I do. All right, cool. Yeah. And so then on the other flip side is how do you stay motivated as far as when you're, I wouldn't say getting burned out, but as any artist, creative entrepreneur, I mean, you, you kind of like, you walk away from the table and just kind of like, so how do you get yourself back to motivation of well, getting back to what you want to do? You know, I, I touched on this for a hot second earlier. Um, personally, we went through uh, a lot last year. Uh, personally, I went through a divorce all of 2018. And... I was never looking to motivate myself more so than then. So, you know, the beginning of uh, 2018 was pretty dark. And, you know, I, I don't mean to like... Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you know but, what I'm saying? Yeah. But the beginning of 2018 was pretty dark. I needed to motivate myself uh -huh. because I could easily just sit on that couch, yeah. stare at these empty walls. For sure. And... Psh, who knows what I would have done, right? Yeah. But I started listening to motivational videos. Uh -huh. um, you know, I, I don't necessarily have any favorites or know of any, you know, famous motivational speakers, but I would throw on motivational videos and I would write messages on mirrors around my apartment. Yeah. And, uh, man, I needed, I would talk with family. I needed every ounce, you know, of, of motivation that was out there. I had these orders that still needed to get out the door. As far as artistically went, I mean, I would, you know, create these pieces for clients, but then at the same time, I would also throw in, you know, maybe a piece for myself, you know, a custom wallet. You know, I built her her first clutch bag. And just these little small pieces, you know, uh, things that I wanted to do, things that I wanted to do, you know. So, I mean, I still do that. Things are getting a lot better, so there's not as many motivational videos coming out the speaker <laughs> as before. But you know, again, before 2018, um, you know, I didn't really need a lot of motivation. Okay, I didn't really need a lot of motivation. I mean, I love what I do. I still love what I do. Love what I was doing, but I just didn't need a lot of motivation. I mean, I was, I was, you know, we were moving. 
but again, 2018 hit, came and went. And I mean, I thought about quitting uh -huh. a lot of times. And uh, shit, man, you know, I got these two girls and um, pills to pay. Yeah. And there's still a lot of stuff that I want to do. You know, yeah, just the yeah, things yeah. that I haven't done before. And, you know, I've got a vision. I got a dream. And, um, you know, I tell my little girls every day, you know, daddy's building an empire. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, right now we need to sit down and talk about this big house we're going to get. You know, these little elevators moving from the kitchen up to our bedrooms <laughs> to, you, you know, go, bringing baby. food to us. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's shit like that, man. It's, it's, it's just, I, I'm not done what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. My, my family's always like, come back to Texas, move back to Texas. And I'm uh. like, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Yeah. And it's almost like, um, you rebirthed yourself, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, you know what? Now it's like you wanted it a lot last time, mm -hmm. but now you wanted it more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I yeah. mean, now, um, you know, just doing my own thing. You know, towards the end of last year, I took a step back from the business. Still finishing up orders, but just wanted to focus on myself as an individual, as mm -hmm. a person. Very, yeah. I wanted to focus on myself as a father. Mm -hmm. You know, my goal, my goals and dreams and ambitions and all that had really nothing to do with scissors and cloth, but had everything to do as a father yeah. and a person. Yeah. And in um, loving myself, you know, more than a hundred percent. And if I can do that, you know, 2019 is going to be huge. So yeah, yeah. I took time out from the business last year, got motivated, uh, listened to videos, wrote down messages on mirrors, told myself that I could do it every day, go out there and take it. Yeah. And uh, 2019 is looking good. You know, we're, like I said, we're taking a step back. We're finishing up orders. We're still taking on more, but really. You know, this might lead into our next question is where we're going, right? So right now, I mean, I'm pretty stoked. I'm looking around this big apartment, three bedrooms, two baths, and I'm thinking to myself, scissors and cloth shower curtains. All right, all right, all right. Scissors and cloth bedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Scissors uh -huh. and cloth, you know, what? Couches. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so... And I was talking about houseware. You were talking about houseware. <laughs> this is Scotch Parter. Let's do something. Let's do something. Let's do something. Shoes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's another thing. It's like all these brands, these big brands are trying to achieve this look of formal and casual. And how are we going to do this? You know? And I mean, I ain't trying to toot my own horn, but toot fucking toot. Yeah. Excuse yeah, my yeah, language. Yeah. But I mean, I know the answers to that. Uh-huh. And so... I'm going to do it with the shoes, just like I've done with my clothing. I'm going to do it with these shoes. I'm not going to give those answers as to what that is um, and what that entails and what that looks like. But we're creating a shoe right now, and um, we look to launch that in a couple months. But like I said, with that, I mean, I'm looking all around the, this apartment, and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, scissors and cloth, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you I mean, you know, I, I, I've, I've – you know, we we did the clothing thing. I did the clothing thing, you know, the bar and restaurant hotel thing. And, you know, I, I started having like the battery club come to me for, uh, you know, custom couch, custom pillows. I don't I don't do pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, if I can make dress shirts. <laughs> and there's, and there's, that. and, That's your line, man. <laughs> That's my if line. If I can line. make dress shirts. <laughs> and, and there's YouTube. That's exactly what I did. I was just going on YouTube. Yeah, like, I'm for sure. God, if I'm gonna do these, if I'm gonna do these pillows, I don't do pillows, dog. But you know what? If I'm gonna do pillows, these are what these pillows are gonna look yeah, like. Yeah, like yeah. Tufted uh -huh. pillows and this diamond design with these uh -huh. leather laser engraved, you know, button uh, coverings. I mean, it's just gonna, you know, leather corner. It's just gonna be off the chain. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't do pillows, but if we're gonna do pillows, then this is what it's gonna look like. Uh -huh, so, like uh -huh. I said, what's up next for us is just. Um, the sky, man. The sky's the limit. That's cool. That's cool. So I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping anywhere right now. Awesome, so. awesome. So then, um, what do you do for fun, though? I don't do anything for fun. Just, uh, just, just straight <laughs> up work, right? <laughs> A friend of mine told me. She said, "You don't have time for you, fun." Okay, there you go. You don't have, but honestly, honestly, I, I, I picked up the guitar again. I started singing okay, again. There yeah, you go. I've, I've, I've got, I got a little bit of a country voice growing all up. All right, all right. I, I picked up the guitar again. Um, started playing the guitar again. I do that here and there, but mainly just hang out with my girls, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's totally, that, totally you know that's a blast. These girls are pretty smart. So yeah. I mean, when I have them, 
you know, we're out doing things. We're, you know, my youngest loves to bomb hills. Okay. You okay. Know, on her scooter. She just got a bike. We're, you know, I'm about to teach her how to jump over her sister from a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have a show in Union Square. She's going to invite all her friends from school. Sweet, all right. Sweet. My oldest here, uh, her and I are connecting on this deep level, which uh -huh. we absolutely just love. That's awesome. She's getting into uh, calligraphy and and, and 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 some other things. But for fun, man, I just really like to just kind of um, I like to hang out with my kids and cool. teach them cool things, teach them shit that you know that I grew up with back in the day. But I do need to get out. I do need to find some. I do need to do something else. You just know. to kind of get your mind off of yeah. the yeah. I, I I do love to go to the beach. That's cool. I don't get That's to go cool. very often. But I do That's need cool. to, I do I do need some hobbies. Currently, yeah. Currently no hobbies, currently do anything fun. I just work, man. Just okay. Work, work. All right. And then um cocktail of choice. Is you know, I um whenever I hit up a bar, it's always uh bourbon over ice. All right, cool, cool. And cool. No no specific type of just, bourbon. All right, cool, um, cool, cool. Just a bourbon over ice. There we go. Love it. Depends it. on the day. If it's a, it's a it's a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, it's a mimosa. Yeah, there you go. You know, uh, yeah, right. It's a, in a rosé. So <laughs> there you go. The cheapest <laughs> bottle I can find. <laughs> uh, so just kind of going into the closing aspect of it, uh, just two two questions. One is a real quick sentence answer the question, but first one is a little bit deeper. How do you want to define your legacy? Oh man, I was thinking about this question last night. I should have wrote that should have wrote that answer down in my hands. <laughs> um, I want to be known for someone who basically just created pieces that they just never seen before. You know, nice guy, struggled here and there, always got back up on his feet, created cool pieces, always very approachable. And just never gave up. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. There you go. There's your legacy. That's awesome. <laughs> and you're still building your legacy. So it's, it's I'm still like, building you know, my legacy. And that, that's that's awesome. So and then to finish this sentence, Carlos is <sighs> Carlos is not going anywhere. <laughs> that's got a clap. That was a, that was a good one. All right, all right. Well, there you go, Carlos. Your scissors and cloth is not going anywhere. I do want to say that. Um, well, no. How does someone, if they wanted to get in contact with you, like place you an order, whatever? Right. What's going to be the best way to contact you? Well, my website, my email address, Carlos at scissors and cloth dot uh, scissors and cloth sf dot com. My website is currently um, down for maintenance. Now I'll be back up here soon, but you can email me. Carlos at scissors and cloth sf.com. I also have an Instagram account at scissors, the letter N cloth. But yeah, I mean, email is the best form of communication or, you know, my number's there too. So you can cool. call me there as well or text me. Cool. And as always, always have on once the Scotch Progress story comes out, I'll have all that, those links okay, on cool. the, the story. And then, and then you, your Instagram you gave out. Was there any other, like, are you on Twitter? No, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, scissors or another, my Instagram account. It's kind of all I can deal with right now. Okay, There's yeah. also Facebook. Okay. I got a Facebook business page. Um, everything that I upload to, uh, to my Instagram account Goes spreads out, you know, over populates my Facebook business. Sweet. Um, all right. Cool. Page. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'll make sure I have all those links. And I want to thank you so much for being here, man. It was thank truly, you for having us. It was an honor to have you here and listen to your story. It's awesome. Thank it's you. Awesome. All right. Thank you.